At this also my heart trembles and leaps from its place. Listen closely to the thunder of his voice and the rumbling that goes out from his mouth. Under the whole heaven he lets it loose and his lightning to the ends of the earth. After it a voice roars. He thunders with his majestic voice and he does not restrain the lightnings when his voice is heard. God thunders with his voice wondrously in great things which we cannot comprehend. For to the snow, he says, fall on the earth, and to the downpour, and the rain, be strong. He seals the hand of every man, that all men may know his work. Then the beasts go into his lair, into its lair, and remains in its den. Out of the south comes the storm, and out of the north the, the cold. From the breath of God ice is made, and the expanse of the waters is frozen. Also with moisture he loads the thick clouds, and he disperses the cloud of his lightning, and it changes direction, turning around by his guidance, that it may do whatever he commands it on the face of the inhabitant earth, whether for correction or for his world, or for loving kindness, he causes it to happen. Well, Elihu, you may object to this comparison, but I say Elihu is kind of the John the Baptist of uh, Job. He's leading right up to God's entrance, you know, because we're, we're describing the storm and in 38.1, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said. I really do think it would be cool, and maybe this is the case, that, that Elihu see the, sees the storm coming. And so he describes this thunderstorm. And it just, it makes your heart pound. You know, it gives you an adrenaline rush. You know, my heart trembles and leaps from its place. The thunder of his voice, the rumbling from his mouth. You know, the lightning... The voice, the thunder, the lightning, the thunder, <laughs> you know, the snow coming down on the earth, and the downpour, and the rain, and uh, wow, you know, it is amazing what God does meteorologically. I mean, wow, it, it is really something. I mean, you think about all kinds of stuff, but I think we do especially think of storms. Wow. I mean, isn't it amazing just the kinds of things that a storm can cause? You know, you can be in the middle of a storm and suddenly it becomes totally still. You know, the tornadoes, wow, they just do crazy stuff. Hurricanes, those, uh, uh, what are they, tsunamis, and, uh, and even just, man, I was, I was in Milton, Kentucky one time several years ago in an older frame house. And I'm here to tell you, there was a clap of thunder. Whoa! <laughs> I had never heard a clap of thunder like that before nor since. Man, it was just incredible. I mean, it was just, it was thunder that you felt. You know, it was, it was wild. Uh, and, and, you know, the lightning also. Wow! Some of the lightning strikes are just amazing. So, uh, this is just a way of describing the greatness of God. I mean... And the storm is kind of, God kind of rides in on the storm. I mean, the storm kind of is, symbolizes God. You might think about Psalm 18 or 2 Samuel 22, the same thing. You know, David describes, you know, God sending the storm uh, to rescue him. Uh, so, you know, we don't always understand this. These are things too great for us to comprehend in verse 5. But God does amazing things. Um, if we don't really understand how the storm operates, then how can we think we can understand God's moral rule? I think that's one of the lessons in this. I mean, 
you know, when you think about what God can do with the storm, then, then how can we question anything about God? You know, he knows it all. Uh, so that I think this is a very good way to really build up the idea of the greatness and power and awesomeness of God. Just describe this thunderstorm and this overwhelmingness that, that he feels in that. The animals, look at verse 8. You know, beast goes into its lair and remains in its den. You know, the animals can see. They need to, they need to go in. You know, they need to adapt to God's intervention. And uh, so God uses the storm, you know, either for correction, verse 13, or for his world or for loving kindness. Sometimes God blesses with the storm, sometimes he punishes. But it's all under his control. Comments and thoughts to verse 13. Seems to be knowledgeable in the uh, <clears throat> rain cycle. Yes, he is. Even from the last chapter, <laughs> draws up the water, distills the rain from the mist. Yeah. And maybe he was a, uh, you know, weatherman. But whether or not he was, <laughs> 14 to 24. Listen to this, O Job. Stand and consider the wonders of God. Do you know how God establishes them and makes the lightning his clouds shine? Do you know how the layers of the thick clouds, the wonders of one perfect and knowledge, who you whose garments are hot when the land is still because of the south wind, can you with him spread out the skies, strong as a molten mirror? Teach us what we shall say to him. We cannot arrange our case because of darkness. Shall it be told him that I would speak, or should a man say that he would be swallowed up? Now men do not see the light which is bright in the skies, for the wind has passed and cleared them. Out of the north comes golden splendor, around God is awesome majesty. The Almighty, we cannot find him. He is exalted in power, and he will not do violence to justice and abundant righteousness. Therefore, men fear him. He does not regard any who are wise of heart. So he keeps prodding Job and sometimes others to listen. Makes me wonder if they were nodding off. <laughs> you know, come on, listen. Uh, listen to this, O oh Job. Uh, but he starts questioning Job about God. I mean, do you know about the layers of the thick clouds? You know, uh, do you know this? Do you know that? I mean, do you know everything about the storm and everything about the Lord? And if so, can you tell us how to, how to confront God? Uh, Job is obviously no match for God. He doesn't even begin to know about these things. Uh, really, again, Elihu sort of prepares the way for what God does. You know, that's a lot what God does. I mean, God comes along and uh, instead of giving Job's answers, gives him a bunch of questions and really puts Job in his place. I mean, Job, you, know, you think I don't run the universe well. Well, tell me what all you know about running the universe. You know, just, just what, where were you when all this happened? And uh, so forth and so on. So I think Elihu is kind of uh, foreshadowing that. Uh, Job clearly is, is not a match for God. Um, 
And, and, and we sort of see this buildup. Out of the north, verse 22, comes golden splendor around God, his awesome majesty. The Almighty, we cannot find him. He's exalted in power. You know, and you just kind of feel him coming. You, you almost sense the greatness and glory of his presence. And he talks about how he's exalted in power in verse 23, and he's just and righteous. Uh, those are key elements of God um, that, that we always ought to take into account. So, this is God's power. This is the thunderstorm coming. And uh, this is amazing. Comments and questions on Elihu. Verse 24 says, He does not regard any who are wise of heart. What does that mean? Like, God's not going to be impressed if we think a lot of ourselves. Elihu should take some of his own advice. Yeah, perhaps. And Elihu would not have known that God was going to speak. No, I don't assume he thought God was going to speak. But he may well have been describing the thunderstorm because he was seeing it approaching. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. That he didn't know God was in it. But that, you know, it's a great illustration. Look at this storm coming in. So did God talk to him in the thunderstorm? Well, look at verse 38.1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said... So I'm assuming... The whirlwind is the thunderstorm. Yeah, I think so. That would be my take. You know, it's, it's fitting that a book that began with a storm should end with one. You know. So maybe Elihu was sort of winging this because of the storm coming. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I can see, you know, he, he sees that and that forms the uh, basis for his uh, yeah. sermon on the greatness of God. You could preach on the greatness of God from nearly anything, couldn't you? But since he sees a storm coming, that's, that's appropriate. illustration. Yes, it is. Little did he know God was actually in it and was going to talk. Uh, yeah. What do you thought when that happened? We have no idea. <laughs> Overall, I think he would have been pleased with what God said. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it means he was on the right track. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But Job sometimes wasn't, and the friends didn't seem to be at times either. So, other uh, questions or comments? Alright, well we will stop here and just pick up God's speech then in 38 the next time.